This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This episode comes from our YouTube teaching archives. This week we're going back to basics again and sharing with you some simple but powerful inner child exercises and tips to help you connect and work with your inner child. Okay David, so to begin with, can we do inner child work by ourselves rather than doing it with a therapist like you? Absolutely, 100%. And that's why we've uh, developed this uh, program of the inner child and understanding that part of your mind as the inner child. Because that contradiction that we all have in our inner voice can get us confused. And what we're doing on these videos is trying to unpick. It's like uh, sometimes when I'm working with a client, it's like a big ball of wool or spaghetti and you have to pull out <laughs> each strand. And what we try and do on these little videos is to give you a hand that you can do this for yourself. So if we have that ball of spaghetti, which is the inner child, which we may have been ignoring perhaps all of our life up until now, how do we, as a first stage, as a first step, how do we begin to bring our inner child to life? How do we I guess, identify and connect with our inner child. Well, I think the first word you said there is very important, identify. So what do we mean by the inner child? So let's go right back to basics, <laughs> 101 again. This is what these two videos last week and, uh, and this week. What is the inner child? Well, the inner child is a metaphor, a label, trying to identify a part of your mind. Now, I would say, from my experience, this part of your mind developed around the ages of six to nine years old, that kind of time. Not exact, it's not scientific, but around that type of time. And that's when you, as a sensitive child, you were developing, your sensitivity probably developed far ahead of your cognitive reasoning. And then it could be one thing, it could be a series of things that I would call a dysfunctionality. Some dysfunction happened in that time that you created the emotional feeling very powerful. You may be caught using words like overwhelming, intense, and these are all correct. As one of my clients last week said, it's like a tsunami, it waves over me. And I'm acknowledging those feelings. But as a child, you experienced those overwhelming feelings, but you didn't have the cognitive reasoning to deal with them. So you came up with a belief, an understanding that we in this model call a vow. And what the inner child is, is trying to get back down to that vow. Okay, so... The inner child is formed uh, when we have this often traumatic, uh, challenging, unfamiliar experience in childhood. So to identify with that child, which then gets locked in at that point of time, I know that you uh, often say to your clients and our students when we do our meditation sessions that it can be really helpful to find a photograph 
of yourself and and how does that how does that work david well well sometimes for my clients most of the times what they've done is because that situation was so traumatic for them they've locked it away they believe as a child sweep it under the carpet put it in a compartment close the door never go back there this is a dark time this is a place to avoid so what we need to do is to listen to that in that inner voice and reconnect back to it so once you've identified around the age group then it's reconnecting and one of the ways that I suggest is see if you can find some photographs or your favorite photograph of you around that time. And perhaps when you're doing the meditation or you're doing the reflective work or you're doing the golden thread that we call it, when you go back, it's kind of nice to have a picture and you see this child because this is the child you're talking to. This is not a monster or a demon. This is an inner child. This is a child of about eight years old. This child is extremely bright. This child is not stupid. This child needs to be educated. And having a picture there when you're doing this work for some of my clients will be extremely helpful. And I think I know when I've done that and I, I've gone through my old photographs and found photos of me when I was six, seven, eight, nine years old. It's kind of quite a moving experience, really, to to reconnect with yourself in that way. Because so often, as adults, we think we have to be very serious. We almost shut off our past, and we think, well, we have to be um, adult now. We can't we can't be like that child that we once were. But that means then we're closing off a huge part of our own energy uh, and a positive part of our own energy, really. It's surprising to me that when I suggest this to my, to my clients, as a technique, not for every client, this might not suit you, but try it, is that they, they nearly always present a, pho a photograph where the child is looking very sad, very despondent. And, and, and that's what you've got to remember, that this child, as I always say, is, is locked in. There's no monster there. When you break through and get to the child, you see a scared little child. And so, as Alex says, it can be a very moving experience to go through your old photos and to see, you know, we're looking for that age group, six to nine, but you'll know when you've got the photograph. Even now, as I'm talking, you probably already <laughs> in your mind got a photograph. Yeah. And it's very useful to bring it into the conscious mind. So when you're doing your meditation or when you're doing the golden thread work, then you can kind of look at the child because that's the child that you're speaking about. Now, I'm smiling because this child is a beautiful little child, but they can be a bit stubborn like all children and they can turn the back and they can push you away. But if you keep on having an image of the child, it helps you to find a way to speak to the child and to help the, the child. Remember, this can be also called emotional education, helping the child, holding the child's hand, walking by the child's side and guiding them through very difficult understandings and acceptances that they have to address and approach. So I know when I when I found my photo of me younger and like you say, you, can, you almost know immediately when you find that one photo that is so representative yeah. of that inner child with, within you. And it brought back so many memories, you know, very memories, happy memories, sad memories, all, all sorts of things. But I think for me, it was such a useful exercise. 
Now, David, I wanted to ask you this bit about, <laughs> and I know this definitely applies to me, when we grow up and we think we've got to be very serious and very adult and that actually we block off the the creative, the playful qualities of our inner child. And I think for me, when I've when I'm a bit more playful, a bit more fun, a bit more creative, that really feels like my energy starts to flow. Is that an inner child exercise? That's a great exercise. <laughs> That's a great exercise is to, is to kind of, rather than going and addressing your child in a very serious, overburdened, overpowerful way, like what they experienced, is to go back with them and kind of have more of a joke with them, have more of a joyous, light-hearted conversation, kind of saying, well, how are you doing today? Oh, I like that dress, or I like that, or that shirt doesn't suit you, or you're looking a bit sad, and, and do it in a more kind of a jovial way, a more joyous way, because that then releases the child, because the child probably, especially if they've been treated quite harshly in their child, is worried, concerned about putting a foot wrong saying something wrong, and to open that conversation where you can have a bit more fun. You know, when we're doing these videos, we're trying to show you this is not kind of scientific down the microscope. This is you playing around, trying things, and it's okay to try something. It doesn't work, and then try something else, because what it is for you is going to be unique for you. Hopefully, we can put you into the ballpark we can give you some tips as we're doing today, but take those tips and then refine them into the, into the techniques that are right for you. And that's so important. But as Alex has just said, that bit of joyousness, that bit of like, as one of my clients like, when, when they're talking to their child, they're like walking in the woods and they go and walk in the woods and sit and look at birds and, and just be in nature. And the char their child loves that and it's able to then to get that strong connection. So find your connection. What is it for you? What is it you need to go back and hold the child's hands and guide them through? And I think that if we can, I suppose, reflect on what, what was it that we loved doing when we were ch a child? And can we do that now as adults? And like you say, that could be walking in the woods. It could be painting. It could be experimenting with cooking in the kitchen. All those silly, fun, experimental things that gave us so much pleasure and joy as a child. There's no reason why we can't do it now. Dressing up. I've yeah, got a client yeah. likes dressing up, yeah. likes putting on weird yeah. things. And it's just play yeah. around and then that helps you to connect. Once you've identified the child, once you've got an image of the child, then as Alex says in the opening question, first to identify it. How can you speak to that part of your mind? that it's not locked away, and then finding ways, and a joyful way is a great way. This, is, this shouldn't be hard work. This shouldn't be serious. We shouldn't be like tense. We should be more relaxed and more joyous. I think there's one thing you mentioned before, David, I wanted to speak to you about. The inner child kind of assumes that the way you're going to parent it, or maybe have been parenting it, is the same that you were parented when you were a child. And so by being more playful, by be allowing the child to express itself, be creative, be joyful, be frivolous, be fun, be silly, that almost then begins to not only connect you with the inner child and get to know what it likes and what it doesn't like in terms of identifying what and who the inner child is, but it also begins to demonstrate to the inner child that you're now going to parent 
your child perhaps differently to how you were parented when you were a child? Absolutely. I've said this so many times. Does this apply to you that you're harder on yourself than ever was like during childhood? You treat yourself so badly, self-sabotage, self-harm. And so here's one of the most difficult things. We're doing back to basics, so I don't want to get too complicated. There's a real balance that you have to find from being compassionately self-disciplined. So that by that, I mean not allowing the child to do what they want when they want. Last, <laughs> yeah. last week, I talked about the chocolate biscuits. Yeah. Don't keep on giving chocolate biscuits to your child. There's got to be a time when there is a little bit of compassionate self-discipline. But in that area, then you can have joy and fun and play and do all the stuff. So you have to almost create a framework Mm -hmm. and maintain the framework because the child will always want to push, like all children, push you on the framework. But in that framework, there can be a lot more fun, a lot more joy, a lot more learning, a lot more growth. And this is why I think that Wu Wei Wisdom is different to a lot of models that you see on the internet and reading books, because this is about spirituality. And when I mean spirituality, we call it Shen, that joyfulness of the inner voice, that joyfulness of looking at a sunset, that joyfulness of looking at a waterfall, that joyfulness of looking across the sea, looking over a beautiful landscape. And you've got to reconnect to that inner spiritual joy that you are and connect the child back to that. Mm, that that's a really good point because I think the child has the ability to ex- to experience and express all those shared spiritual energetic qualities that we have in that side of us if we bring if we start to bring the child's energy back into a balance so not don't ignore it don't push it down allow it to express itself but as you say within that framework i love the idea of compassionate self-discipline so that's not hard the harsh self-discipline or discipline the child or you may have experienced as a child, but it's still knowing, putting in place boundaries, putting in place limitations. And maintaining the boundaries. And now there will be times when you're doing that, that the child will push against those boundaries, Mm -hmm. and that's when the compassionate self-discipline, no means no. No means (laughs) no. We're not going there. And that's what I would call compassionate self-discipline. So you have to have that balance. And here's the wu-wei again now. See, we're finding the balance between having fun having good times when the time is right, but also it's like a child. Bedtime is nine o'clock. You're going to bed at nine, at nine o'clock and you've got to find that balance. That's why I love the metaphor of the inner child. It works so well when you start to run it through and see how it works. It is like you've got this child inside your mind and now for the first time you can parent it correctly Mm. and that's your responsibility have a look at our reparenting videos where we give you three basic steps that you're trying to do to reparent the child and that compassionate self-discipline is so important so david we've connected to the child we've identified with the child we've connected with it we set parameters where we can start to express the positive qualities of our inner child energy so it starts to uh, experience some freedom. Now, I guess the inner child work begins here. 
for many of us, we have been ignoring that child in yes. terms of the child is being crying out to us, screaming at us, shouting at us, but we've refused to listen to it. So exercises for listening to the inner child. What is What are the best ways that we can begin to just listen to what the inner child is saying to us? Okay, just before I do the exercises, the first bit you said was so, so, so important because for many years, the child has been screaming at you shouting at you, wanting attention, wanting to be guided, and you've ignored it. I can tell you, if you know the inner child work, you haven't been listening to yourself. You've said things like, this is too difficult, this is too complicated, it's easier to ignore it, it's easier to have another donut, it's easier to have another drink, it's easier to have another glass of wine, it's easier, it's easier, it's not easier. So you have to build up that trust again because that part of the mind is basically saying nobody's going to listen to me nobody's going to pay any attention just like when i was a child and no one listened to me no one gave me that guidance so the first bit that alex says is very important now how do you do that how do you reconnect the child and it's much simpler than what you think in fact all of these teachings when you clear the ball of spaghetti and start to pull each strand you see well this is easy how do you do it do not lie to yourself be honest be truthful have integrity so when you give yourself a little promise you keep it you don't let yourself down so when you say something like we're going to go for a walk today a little bit of exercise 10 minutes later, you don't give yourself a pile of excuses why you can't go for the walk. You go for the walk. This is you being the, pe- this is you being the parent. Delivering, promising and delivering. And I would absolutely, if I'm working with you, make and keep small promises. We've talked in the last few videos about micro steps. Nothing gets changed. You don't do a massive change in one go. You do it in little steps. So that may be something as simple about getting up in the morning. What time do you get up? That may be, you know, um, doing a little bit of work. How long are you going to do the work for? And you making and keeping those small promises. So that part of your mind begins to trust you, begins to know that you will deliver on what you say. I can't emphasize, this is so important, this is so important, integrity. You should honor and respect and have integrity for yourself above everything else. You should have that relationship with yourself and the child will absolutely, that part of your mind, will start to connect with that because for the first time it will have something it can trust, someone that delivers. And that's what it's looking for. And I think, I guess what you're saying, David, is this idea of establishing a sense of trust with the child. This then becomes the foundation stone of the listening and communication with the child. And I suppose a lot of people may think, oh, yeah, that's a great idea, and then start to 
almost like over promise, start to set too high standards and then they that they can't fulfill. And then I guess the inner child will use that as a stick to say, there you go, I knew I couldn't trust you. Exactly, exactly. Well said, Alex. And this is what they do. And then they come up with the idea, okay, well, we'll be perfect. Isn't that a good idea? We'll do everything right. We'll do everything better than everybody else. And that's what I said, little micro steps. So it, it really doesn't matter what those are. It can be something as, as simple as I don't know, cleaning the house or, or, or doing something, but just promising in making sure you can do it and do it, delivering, yeah, delivering. and keeping <laughs> that, that thing. And then from that, and you'll be surprised. This is another thing that my clients say to me. I'm surprised how quickly this works. We're talking about days or weeks. We're not talking about years or, or months or years. It builds up very slowly, and you're building up that integrity. It'd be a good time here. We've done a video on this, the Shen contract. What is the, how do you connect back to your Shen? That's spirituality that defines this model that we're talking about. And there's three clauses or three blessings. Number one, intention. What is your intention? What is it you want to achieve? Make sure your child is on board. Make sure that part of your mind agrees, wants that. Believe they're part of a team, believes that you can achieve that. So don't set a goal that you know is unachievable. You know is ridiculously out of your reach. Set a goal that you can achieve. And if it's today, this hour, this week, just set a goal that you can do. The second blessing, let's do the three and then you can ask me the questions. The second blessing, truth, honesty and integrity. That's the number one thing that will connect you to your child. Being truthful, honest and having integrity. Do not lie to yourself. Do not think because somebody else can't hear what's going on in your mind. It doesn't matter. It matters to the absolute maximum. Remember, your self-talk is a conversation with the universe. You know you're letting yourself down, and the child knows that you're letting yourself down. Number three, self-responsibility. Stop blaming other people. Stop looking for excuses. Stop putting your power onto them. Stop comparing, CCJing, comparing, criticizing, being judgmental. Focus on you and your child. The child will love that because it's got your attention. That's what it's been searching for all of your life is attention is to be noticed, is to be identified, and that's what you can do. And I guess, David, if you if you can start your day with um, this idea of making and keeping a small promise to yourself, so it could be something very small, but that then could be aligned with your bigger intention, big authentic goals, all those things, but it just needs to be almost like a micro promise, a micro task, whatever it is. And so... When we first start to do this, the inner child will resist. Yes. And I suppose the, the negative self-talk we get and the red light emotions, so those uncomfortable, painful emotions, they are all indicators that the inner child is kicking up a force, is resisting, is still fearful. <sighs> Is, is, make, is taking notice of those, if that negative self-talk and the red light feeling is a good way to tap into the inner child, I suppose? So, so I think it's slightly different. <laughs> okay. I think that when the inner child's resisting, 
creating a bit of a stink, yeah. <laughs> having squealing piglets, you know, it's almost testing you. It's almost seeing whether you give up. Because in the past, you've given up, haven't you? And he goes, oh, this is all oh, you're at it again, making these ridiculous promises. It'll never work. Let me give you one test and you'll fail. And that's where, as Alex says, keep it that you can deliver. And you can say, I didn't fail. There you are. We did it. We, we cleaned the house. We cleaned the car. We went for a walk. Whatever it is, we, it doesn't matter. We wrote. We wrote the diary. Whatever it is. And then you can start to answer it back because that's what those red lights are. They're a test for you. Will you give up? Will you go back and eat that donut? <laughs> Will you have that extra drink? And it's having that compassionate self-discipline where you say to yourself, to that part of your mind, there you are, I carried through, I delivered on what I promised. And that's how I see the red lights in this instance that we're doing. It's a test that the mind is giving you whether you will give up, go back to your old ways, because it's easier. How many times have you said that? I hear this every day from my clients. Oh, it's easier. It's not easier. It's not easier. It is familiar, but it's not easier. So you've got to change that language. Remember in all of our videos, when you look back in the library, you'll see me saying time and time again, the words you use are the bricks that build the house that you live in. So watch your words. It's not easier. Stop using that word. Mm. And I think, David, this negative self-talk that we all experience I know in the uh, in other teachings you've said that that is often the inner child talking to us because the inner child believes the lies that were created yep. in childhood yep. I'm not good enough I yep. can't cope yep. I'm unlovable yep. and so many of us have you know just tried to ignore that but when we just try to ignore that narrative, that inner child narrative, it doesn't go away. No, it gets stronger. It gets stronger. It gets stronger. And it's almost like we're fighting a losing battle. So we want, we need to stop the fighting. So when we get, as, as an exercise, I suppose, when we get that negative self-talk in the, in the daytime, rather than doing the normal tactic, which is trying to ignore it, block it off, comfort, eat, drink, go out and do more shopping, work harder, you know, we need to start paying attention to what is being said by the inner child. Yes, and, and that's really important. And we've said this in many, many videos. Now, it may be at that time, you may be at work or doing something, you can't sit down and do what I would call a meditation. Remember, I think a meditation is the the learning and the process of focusing your mind. But what you must do and this is so important if you want to embark on this inner child work. When the child throws up the stuff that Alex has said, and maybe you're in the middle of something, you can't talk to it. At your earliest convenience, and that might be at the end of the day or the first thing the following morning, you go back and you just say, okay, I would always call your child a pet name like sweetheart or little one or son. Okay, little one, I heard what you said yesterday. Now, can, you, can we talk about why you believe you're not good enough? And then you can use another technique that we've demonstrated on many videos now, the golden thread. Why? 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 And it will go down 
to a fountainhead, to a source, and that's the key. And I will always guarantee you that is what either someone did say to you or what you perceived they were thinking about you. Because you did not come out of the womb believing you are not good enough. This is a learnt thought, behaviour, belief that you've got to go back and then you can speak to your child and you can ask, is everything you're going to believe, whether that's a parent, whether that's a teacher, whether that's a sibling, do you believe everything that they say? Every word that they've said to you, are you believing it truly? No, you're cherry-picking. You're cherry-picking that one phrase, I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I don't deserve it. You know them. These are the foundations that your child needs, desperately needs some help on, needs your help. That's why you're listening to these videos. So if you go back to the reparenting, to do this work, first of all, you have to believe it. You have to believe it's a nonsense. I'm not good enough. Doesn't even make sense as a statement. What part of you is judging what part of you? When I hear that daily from my clients, this is a judgmental statement. It's a nonsense. You are being judgmental against yourself. If you truly believe you're not good enough, how can you judge yourself for being not good enough? It doesn't make sense. And that's where that part of your mind desperately needs your clear thinking, your help, your compassionate self-discipline, your joy, your love to help it through that and to reprogram that belief. So what I've heard you just say then, David, is that if the inner child gives us a negative self-talk, gives creates the red light emotions for us in the daytime, we need to start paying attention. It might not be the appropriate time to spend half an hour uh, thinking through, questioning the inner child, examining our beliefs there and then, but it can be useful almost to make a note and say, you know, whether it's a note on in a notepad, on a scrap of paper, mental note to say, right, I'm going to come back to that later because this needs to be dealt with. And what you've said is two things. It's important, first of all, to consider what am I saying here to myself and do I actually believe it as an adult first? So questioning the self-talk, questioning the thoughts, questioning the deeper core beliefs behind it. And then having that conversation with your inner child, asking for the evidence, what, you know, asking why do you believe this, starting to put in, into place that reparenting work. So timing is really important. And I know uh, this week in our Facebook community, one member has said, I have terrible trouble sleeping and, you know, an hour before I go to bed now, my inner child is kicking off and I can't reason with it and it's a nightmare. So all what I do is I just go and start playing video games and start eating from the fridge and it just doesn't help at all. No. So that is that is a really good example of a timing Perfect. issue, timing Perfect. issues. So I guess acknowledging what the inner child is giving you there and then, say one hour before bedtime, which is often for a lot of people when the inner child starts to speak because yep. you're mentally and physically a little bit more relaxed. So the inner child can kick off and give you all the worries and troubles of the day that it's been concerned about. So I guess in that situation, we would say 
I hear you, I acknowledge what you're saying, now is not the right time, we'll go back to this, we'll look at this tomorrow. <laughs> so that's a great example, yeah. and the first time I've heard that, so I don't know all the background. Yeah. So let me just give you a rough, a, a, a rough idea, but this is so typical, because if you have physical children, don't they come to you when you're at the tiredest, mom, dad, mom, and this is what you're in. This is why I love the metaphor of the inner child. It acts just like a child. It's doing the same thing. To this lady, it's waiting until she's really tired, and then it starts. Now it can have her undivided attention. And without knowing any background, what I would suggest to this lady is an hour before the hour, if that makes sense. So yeah. if she's if she kicks off an hour before, an hour before the hour, I would then ask her to do a 10-15 minute of meditation, a dump, a download, drop your shoulders. You can do it now. Take a breath and say, I think she said she was a lady. Okay, sweetheart, what do you have to tell me? What can we discuss? Have the picture there if you like it. Okay, darling, I'm listening to you now. I'm, I'm waiting for you. What is it you want to say to me? If you like writing, some people like to keep a journal, a little diary, automatic writing. You can sit there and write, and write it down. And then you can start to work with her. You can identify the problems. You can then be honest. You can then offer a solution because Wu Wei Wisdom is very solution-based. Or if you don't know the solution, it's okay to say, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. But I will find out for you. Leave it with me. And then this is integrity. You must go back the following day and say, okay, do you know what we were talking about yesterday? Here's what I've got so far. And having that conversation with yourself, then the child begins to connect. Because remember, what the inner child, what they've done spiritually, and again, this is a spiritual practice, they've created a separation. You've created a separation in your mind where the child can speak to you, criticize you, judge you, compare you, you judge that. And it's like a game of table tennis hitting yeah. back and forward. And the solution is oneness. We talk about it. We've been doing these Sunday evening meditations now. And we talked about oneness because the solution to the inner child dilemma is to bring you two together in a oneness as a team, as a team. And that's what we're looking for that the inner child has got great qualities that you do not want to lose. Can I tell you one of their best qualities is how stubborn they are, aren't they? <laughs> they can dig their heels in at any situation. So instead of being stubborn against you, mm. we want to be stubborn on maintaining your truth, honesty, and integrity. And that, David, that is so important, this idea of pulling apart, because sometimes... We have such a bad relationship with our inner child and we fight fire with fire rather than coming, to bringing the child together, coming together with the child, having that love, that compassionate self-discipline, that understanding, learning to do the listening, learning to do the communication that we talk about on so many of our videos. And as you say, that can be done in a quiet meditation. We've got loads of uh, free guided meditations 
on our YouTube channel. I will put a link to those, including one uh, beautiful inner child guided meditation for you. But just spending... So, so that lady you said could listen yeah. to that meditation yeah. an hour before yeah. she kicks off and listen to that meditation. And I guess the from what you said, the doing a meditation, it's almost creating the right environment to have... Uh, authentic listening, authentic communication with the inner child. It's almost like it's creating a respectful, calm, peaceful environment rather than an environment where you're frantically trying to do 10 other things or you haven't got the time to listen. It's almost like signaling to the child, you know, I respect and love you enough that I'm going to set aside five, 10 minutes a day, whether it's in a meditation, sitting quietly on a chair, whether it's lying down in bed, whether it's when you're out walking in nature, whether it's sitting in a pot on a park bench. That that's again, that's almost like that I'm, making and keeping that small promise to yourself that you're going to do that every I'm day. I'm smiling because what you just said, I don't know whether you heard what Alex just said, but I hear this again as every day. I haven't got time. Yeah. But you've got time to go to the fridge. You've got time to play your video games. You've got time to have that extra glass of wine. You've got time to beat yourself up. See, you've got time. It's how you use the time. And that's exactly what Alex has just said. That's what it is. It's about this is compassionate self-discipline. You can either go and play a video game and eat a donut, or you can sit quietly and listen to a meditation and take compassionate self-discipline. Be responsible. This is your life. Look in the mirror. You are responsible for you. No one else is now. And this is why this is a spiritual teaching. Honor yourself. Respect yourself. Have that integrity about yourself. And this is easier. This is when you start to really live as this amazing awesome person that you are rather than living separate and split apart imagine imagine what that would be when you come together oh my goodness it's a good job i don't swear because this would be when you're awesome yeah this is when you're awesome not when you're fighting each yeah. other taking snipes out of each other as alex said parenting yourself much worse than you were ever parented and you're doing this it's time to stop now it's a time to go back to your roots, to who you are. This is why we've done these two back to basics. This is not complicated. You have got the time. If you've got the time to worry, if you've got the time to create anxiousness, if you've got the time to create depression, if you've got the time to create panic attacks, if you've got the time to be scared, you've got the time to nurture, to nourish, to live to be healthy, to be spiritual, to honor yourself. It takes the same amount of time. In fact, you know what? It takes less time. It takes less time. You waste so much time going round and round on the carousel of despair. If you tread on the Wu Wei path, then that time becomes well spent and you live authentically, truthfully, honestly, and respecting yourself above anything else. Brilliant. Thank you, David. Well, I think we've, we've covered a lot of ground there. We've given you some foundational teachings, but also some practical exercises and tips to help you identify and connect with your inner child, to help you build trust with your inner child, to help you begin to listen to your inner child, and also to establish that communication, that two-way conversation with your child. I hope 
this video has been helpful for you. As I say, I will put more links to other resources that will help you on your inner child healing journey. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.